Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's talking ish with your commish. We are back for yet another week of COVID. This is almost like a whole full season. You guys are just getting extra episodes. So, uh, yeah, we're still here. This thing's going on for God fucking knows how long. It seems like the longer we're in it, the longer it's going to last inevitably, right? Like, Fauci. Fauci's here to stay, dude. Fauci ain't going anywhere. Fauci for president, maybe. Who knows? This world's crazy. Joe Biden's out there raping people. Donald Trump's out there telling people to inject themselves with cleaners. That's our candidates for president, everybody. Welcome to America. Uh, But yeah, we're out here in quarantine. And one of the ways we've been keeping busy, as we talked about last time on the podcast, is Call of Duty. And I have been literally obsessed. I have dreams about it. I have dreams I'm walking through like the fucking Azir Cave or whatever that place. uh, And I'm like going through the middle. And I'm just looking out for lasers and and trying not to get shot. Trying to get the jump on my opponent. I'm literally like, I'm waiting for the nightmare where I'm in the gulag. I'm very nervous for that that time to come. So as you might know, I'm kind of a noob gamer. Not a guy who played a whole lot of competitive games in particular growing up. I played a lot of solo games. That was my gaming style. So I'm not a particularly good, like, uh, you know, competitive game player. I think I can hold my own. And I can practice and I can get there. But yeah, I think everybody's generally better than me. But that did not prevent me from having an impact in what was the squad's first war zone victory. And what a victory it was. And I got I to gotta tell you about it because it was so awesome. I wanted to tell everyone I fucking knew. Everyone I talked to at work the next day. Like I'm like, I'm talking to you about at work, but all I want to tell you about right now is me and my boys kicking ass in Warzone. It was fucking epic. And to be honest, it did not get off to the greatest start. Like, we we jumped into the game, and uh, pretty much right away, everyone got wiped out uh, but me. I managed to get three kills before I got killed. But, like, they got jumped on. They got jumped on by, like, a whole squad, and shit got fucked up real fast. So we went into the gulag. I think all of us made it out of the gulag. I can't remember. Maybe one of us. I don't know. Maybe one didn't make it. But we got back in. And it's like we immediately find ourselves in this spot that, like, there's nobody there. And the loadout just drops, like, right in front of our face. We go and get the loadout. We fucking rack up all kinds of armor, backup armor. And I got to be honest with you. I think the thing that really brought us together as a team was the leadership of Jake. Jake was a... uh, calm cool collected kind of gave us uh the lay of the land and fucking paul noobs out there dave was out there fucking shooting it up like he does i think dave is like the uh, the pit bull the attack dog the guy you send out there to you know go after a guy jake is just like he's a similar player he's very aggressive but he's also calculated um the two of them really kind of led the team then me and mark were just kind of you know playing cleanup staying alive trying to kill people scouting, scavenging, providing money to buy things like UAVs and and airstrikes and things like that. So we did our thing. 
We were there. I had five kills, by the way, which is the most I've ever had in Warzone. I think I had five. Someone had six and someone had five. I don't think Mark had any, but that's but Mark still did his part. And like it came down to we fucking spawned in the right location. We just spawned where nobody was, and it happened to be kind of close to where the circle was closing in. So we were able to get ourselves to a, a place where we could hunker down. It was like these three buildings, these three tiny little buildings in like the middle of a farm or something, or, you know, big green area, grassy area. Like three buildings, three tiny little buildings, like not even a second floor. I'm talking like first floor buildings. And just fucking stood there, stood our ground. I think a couple vehicles came by, fucking lit that shit up. And it came down to like we fought on a hill for the final uh the final couple teams that were in it. And Jake flanked right. And then everybody else was kind of in the middle of this hill. And Jake was just pawning noobs over to the right. And at the last minute, he tells Dave, Dave, go right. Because, like, I guess, like, the guy who had just gotten Jake and just gotten me after I had healed Dave was, you know, coming around to Dave's side. And Dave got the jump on him. So as he's killing Mark, Dave comes around the back. Lights the guy up. Game over. War zone victory. Helicopter comes and picks up your boys before they get gassed by whatever the fuck that shit is that is trying to kill you the whole fucking game. It was awesome. Fucking awesome. I mean, in a time with no sports where you don't get that, like, adrenaline rush that you do, like, watching playoff hockey or an Eagles playoff game or something that just really gets the juices flowing, the competitive spirit, or, you know, even playing a sport playing basketball one-on-one in your driveway you're not getting a whole lot of that right now the closest thing you're getting to that is call of duty and warzone winning warzone has been an objective for me ever since i started playing the game and while i don't feel like i i led the team to victory i contributed to a win you know it's a team sport it's really important that you communicate out there and that's what's fucked up about what's going on with warzone right now the most important element of that entire game is communication like, our victory came down to Jake's direction to Dave, having just died. Had he not said that, Dave would have charged right up the middle and gotten lit up with Mark. He went to the right, fucked shit up, and that was game over. I mean, communication's key. I wish they could figure out. Like, how do you come out with an update for a game? A game where the most important element is communication and overlook the fact that, oh, comms aren't working, and if it's something to have to do with cross-platform or something like that that's fucking it up, because I feel like that's happened before. I've been reading the Call of Duty subreddit, and it's all about how the game's fucked up. I think Stein mentioned that. Um, fucking figure it out, dude. <clears throat> like, fucking, the most important part is communications. Like, come up with a patch, like, later that day. Not a big deal. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. Figure it out. You got Sanjay over there in Azir trying to, you know, fix this stuff. So let's get it fixed. But congrats again. To Mark, Jake, Dave, and myself for our victory. It was hard-earned, and uh, it will forever go down, I think, as the the greatest game ever played. If I'm being honest, if I'm being fair, uh, it's the greatest game ever played. It was. Wish you were there. Anyway, I, th- I thought we'd continue the episode with more Call of Duty, because that's all that we're fucking doing right now. Let's be honest. Let's talk about Call of Duty, the entire fucking podcast. Who cares? There's no rules right now. Um... What I thought I would do is I'll pick a few maps, um, and every week we'll review a Call of Duty map. Kind of like a Dave Portnoy's Pinky review, but with Call of Duty maps, because that's the most exciting thing in our life right now. Um, So let's fucking kick that off.
I'm going to start with uh, the Atlas Supermarket. You know, the one that's like a fucking Home Depot, but in Russia. This actually might be one of my favorite multiplayer maps um, because of the fact that, like, you can kill people in the gardening section. Like, you can just blow somebody's brains out next to, like, a couple bags of mulch. Like, you can't do that in any other map. And I feel like it's a dynamic map. It's got a lot of places to kind of camp out if that's your style and sit and snipe. Like, there's that office up in the top where you can sit up there and snipe until someone comes and inevitably fucks your shit up. That's going to happen. You don't think you can camp there all game. You're not that good. Nobody's that good. I like to sit up there and put my claymores on the door. Um, so when they open the door, if they're not careful, like oh, when you open the door, always take a step back before you go on that door. Because chances are there's guys like me and Dave playing claymores right on that door. So I like to put it right on that door because idiots are just going to rush up there to try to take out whoever's up there or to get the position. And then they get blown up. And it's fucking awesome. It's nice to get those little extra kills. But this is a cool multiplayer map, in my opinion. And really cool playing Domination on there. I really enjoyed the game of Domination we played last night at God knows what hour uh, on at the Atlas Supermarket. So I'm going to give you uh, my score on this one. We're going to do the scores out of 10. So 10 being the best, 0 being the worst. I'm going to give Atlas Supermarket an 8.2. It's an 8.2 on the Brent Simone fucking meaningless Call of Duty rankings. Let me know how you feel about the Atlas Supermarket. Uh, I know, I feel like there's people that don't like that map because there's a lot of nooks and crannies and stuff. <coughs> I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun map. It's a good map. There's a lot of shitty ones. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to a few shitty ones. Uh, so let's talk about one shitty one right now. Crash. You know, Crash is the one where there's the helicopter that's crashed in the middle of the fucking map. And there's several buildings that people just sit up in and snipe from. And there's really never that much action. This map's just fucking stupid. It's stupid because, like, I feel like they wanted the central location to kind of be where the action takes place. But that's not how people, in, like, interpreted the map. People interpreted the map as, like, I'm going to sit in a fucking building and just snipe people until they want to throw their controller or their keyboard out a fucking window. I mean, I don't think I'm being biased, but... A lot of the maps that take place in, like, Bindi Boo Land, I don't think are fun maps. I don't know what it is. It's just, like, there's lots of buildings and shit to hide in. There's not a lot of, like, I want one-on-one -on -one action. I want to be coming around a corner, and it's just me and you. Who can pull the trigger fastest? That's what I like about multiplayer in video games. I don't want you to be sitting up in the corner, and every time I spawn, I get shot through the fucking eyeball. That's not fun. I mean, it's fun for you. Because I guess you're good at that. And I know there's a lot of guys on our squad that fucking like to sit and snipe. And I'm not trying to like make it seem like it's not a fun way to play the game. Because it is fun to sit and snipe. I guess I'm just more of a guy that if I'm going to snipe, I'm not camping and sniping. I'm a guy who's just... I, I, I specifically put the sniper in my loadout. That's the one that's like a fast sniper kill. You pull it out, shoot the guy, you move on. You get, you get on with your life. It's just... A gun that I have for long range kills. That's how I treat the sniper. But on Crash, you're fucking running all over the place getting sniped all goddamn day. Um, I've had some games where it's more fun because people were like, no, fuck that. We're going to all just keep rushing each other in the middle and see who can kill each other the most. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, every map has that. But for me personally, when Crash comes up and I got to play it, I'm like, fuck. I wish we weren't playing this goddamn map. 
I'm going to give Crash uh, a 3.9. 3.9 for Crash. And the last map we're going to review today is the Piccadilly Circus. And I know what you're thinking. What the fuck? Why is it called Piccadilly Circus? There's no circus animals. There's no fucking person jumping through flaming hoops or nothing like that. It's just straight London. Well, circus comes, I believe, from the Latin word for circle. So it's just Piccadilly Circle. That's, I think, what it boils down to. This map is... Uh, I could go either way on this one. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not. It has a lot of dynamic aspects, I think, to it. Sometimes you get the matches where you fuck shit up in the buses. And you're, like, all kind of fighting around the buses. Sometimes it's all about who can control that little window above the store and just snipe people. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a giant circle of a map. And you work your way around the circle and try not to die. That's that's what it is. I think it's a fun map. It's better, I think, for certain games. Like, it was interesting last night when we played uh, uh, the one where you got to capture your, like, kill tags or whatever. That was more fun to me than Deathmatch at Piccadilly. So I can see that it has potential for other fun things. I think death or, uh, Domination would be good there. I'm going to give it a 6.5. 6.5 for Piccadilly Circus, even though there's no animals. So those are my uh, three map rankings. Let me know how you feel about the maps that I just reviewed. Or if you got any comments on any other things that you want to talk about, call in. Tell us what you think. This podcast is brought to you by Discord. Yes, Discord. Discord is the application that allows you to actually talk to your friends when you play video games. So when Call of Duty's acting up, being garbage, not knocking out your comms, well, your good friend has always been there. Discord is there to save the day. So make sure you go and download Discord. Me and Dave use it all the time. Crystal clear audio. Works like a charm. You, got, you can talk through the load screens. You don't got to be a slave to the internal communication system of a broken game. Get Discord today on your phone. Figure it out. Get it through your fucking PC somehow or your PS4 somehow. I'm sure you can do it. Fucking Google it, dude. Don't be lazy. Buy, or you know what's better? Build a fucking computer, dude. Build a PC. And then you can just have it right there. So, Discord, communicate with your friends in quarantine. Because Call of Duty can't do it. Download it. Do it. All right, let's go to you, my lovely audience. The thing that keeps me going. Start with ML uh, on the Warzone victory. Hi, Brent. Congratulations to uh, Dave, Jake, Brent, and uh, I think Mark was in there. Congrats, boys. You got your first dub in in, uh, Warzone. Congrats. I'm fucking happy for you, but I'm sad for me, you know? been grinding out all these weeks these months for fucking uh call of duty and it's just i've been grinding dude grinding 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 and i'm pretty consistent as you know being on all the time and trying to rally the troops and get a squad and you guys did it without me and you know what was it what's today wednesday tuesday morning i said i guarantee i'm gonna take this i'm gonna take this night off and i guarantee that you guys are gonna win without me Lo and behold, look what happened. Um, I don't know how long my retirement's going to last, but like MJ, you know, every good comeback has a good story. So uh, we'll see what happens. But for the time being, I am currently retired from Warzone, multiplayer only, uh, other pending status. 
TBD. Well, ML, uh, don't get discouraged, brother. Uh, I, I can imagine how that feels to put in all that time and not come out with the Warzone victory yet. I mean, trust me, we got lucky. We definitely got a lot of luck on our side. But we made the most of it. That's what you got to do. When Warzone presents you your opportunity, you got to take it, you know? But we'll see you back out there on the battlefield. Mike was pawning noobs last night, dude. My God, uh, he had like the one game where he had like 38 kills or something fucking crazy like that. It was absurd. He was crushing it. Uh, let's go to Dave uh, with an update. During these unprecedented, uncertain times, things could be worse. It's important to be grateful. Imagine if you had a droid. Yeah, man. Joe, what are you doing there, dude? I mean, I get everybody's got a right to choose, right? But, like, I feel it's just easier. I feel like a lot of people have it. And, you know, it's just a streamlined platform for all of us to use. <coughs> just saying. Back to Mike. Yeah, does anyone follow Aaron Berenson, that boy AV, on Facebook? He is the most annoying person, but I can't. It's like it's like a car wreck. Like I can't I can't look away from it, right? You know, it's the kid thinks he's a fucking draft analysis. Like no one gives a fuck about that boy AV. The kid's got what a thousand views on Spotify and thinks he's a rapper. I mean, it's ridiculous, bro. It's just I can't fucking stand people who. Comment on things like they're fucking um, professionals and they've never either A, played the sport or been in that professional position. I mean, yeah, you know, First Amendment, you can voice your right your, or the right to voice your opinion or whatever the fuck it is. But holy God, I'm about to unfollow him, but I just like want to watch all of it. Dude, I know what you mean about like, you know, something's a train wreck and you can't look away and you want to continue to see what this fucking crazy person is going to do. Cause it's not normal behavior to post videos of yourself. I think online, it's just not like even this podcast to me is a little borderline, like psycho psycho, you know, because I'm just sitting here talking to myself in the basement, but at least it has an audience. At least there's people out there that I'm like, that's who I'm talking to. I'm not talking to like no one. Like if I'm posting something to Facebook, and just like, hey, Facebook, here's my opinions. Like, who gives a fuck what I have to say? The only reason you guys listen to this thing is because you're my friend. You wouldn't listen to it otherwise. So, I mean, just kind of a weird thing to do in general. But, yeah, I've actually, I actually follow him on a lot of social media. And he's pretty insufferable. And he's kind of got no self-awareness and stuff like that. So, that's what you get when you get into that situation, you know? We go back to our good man, ML. So the neighbors next door, they moved out. They moved back to Gainesville, and um, they sold their house. And, you know, their house is right on top of my house. So hopefully the new num- the new neighbors are cool. They're apparently 27 years old. And um, we'll see what happens. So they're going to be young, but hopefully they don't, you know, fuck up our shit. Maybe we can start smoking pot outside now without having to worry about our neighbors coming out. That's one downfall about the neighborhood I live in. They're kind of on top of each other. So maybe in like a year or two, if we're still here, maybe we'll move and we'll get some more space and, you know, have a bit more uh, acreage. I don't want as much acreage as Brent, maybe like a little bit less than that, but I'd like to have some decent amount of space. Um, We'll get there. We'll see. I'm trying to get the fuck out of Ohio, though, so we'll see if all that happens. Yeah, man. I mean, definitely get the fuck out of Ohio. Um, On the acreage point, I have, to your point, uh, two acres 
and I'm pretty far away from my neighbors in terms of, you know, distance. But I still worry about smoking pot outside. I don't know. I don't need to, you know. I can smoke pot in my house. I got a basement. I just smoke pot in my basement. I literally just go in my basement, rip a bowl, blow it fucking into the air in my basement. Because why the fuck not? I own my house, you know. I can smoke a fucking pot in my house. Fuck it. Yeah, and it smells for a while. But guess what? After a while, it goes away. Dissipates. I got high ceilings, motherfucker. You should fucking smoke pot in your house, dude. I mean, I'm sure you do. You're Mike. Come on. Uh, But yeah, I get, you know, you want to sit out there, have a fire, smoke some pot, pass a duba around. Um, Hopefully these new neighbors don't give a fuck about that. But if they do, you know, go in your house and smoke pot. Who cares? Not that big of a deal. One last one from ML. Uh, I have to play this one through my phone because it came through in a different audio format. So here we go. I know I sent a a lot in, Brent, but um, I want to touch on your GTA notes that you did at the end of the podcast, which I hope people are listening to because, Brent, there's a lot of fucking gold after the song, and I like that you do that. It makes me happy. Um, I think your take on joining all the cities potentially would be one of the most massive games ever created, and it would be fucking awesome. Um, I know everyone bags on me for playing Assassin's Creed, but... The map on Assassin's Creed Odyssey was so big that it made it really fun because you get to travel around all these places and do, like, little side missions on the way. And just like you, Brent, if I pass something and there's a mission, I got to do it. Like, there's just there's just no way around it. I mean, it's there for a reason, so you might as well do it, complete it, and see what happens when, when you actually do complete it. So um, I think your idea would be great. Will it happen? Unlikely. It, that would be like a 300 gig game. I mean, it would be insane, but I would do it. Let's let's see what uh, like Rockstar does. You know, maybe throw in your throw your hat in the ring and maybe uh, see if you can get a job on the storyboard team. You know, dude, that's my dream job is to fucking work on a video game. That would be fucking ideal. I would even love to just be the guy on the radio on the in the game. Just let me have, like, a bullshit news station. I'll be the news update guy. Or the Courtney's, Courtney Radio DJ from the 90s. That was Burt Kreischer. His stand-up routine on the Laugh FM. That was a comedy station. We just made that up. See? Hire me, Rockstar. Motherfucker. But, yeah, man. Uh, GTA, I think this next one is going to be, like, I'm going to be, like, obsessed with it. Like I am every other fucking game they come out with. I have to. They, you know why? What makes Rockstar games so great is they just they layer it with these little nuggets of things you can find in the game. And for somebody like me, that's right up my alley. Like I want to fucking just explore a game and get lost in it. I'm more of a single player guy. Like I talked about earlier. Like I'm more kind of into like you know playing video games by myself. But Call of Duty is the rare exception to that. I'm having a blast fucking playing with you guys. So. Uh, maybe it's opened my eyes to a whole new world of video games. Video games are fun. You know, I feel like they get a lot of bad press or bad PR from, you know, the other gender. But they're pretty uh, useful for us guys. And if you're a woman and you're listening, which you're probably one of my friend's spouses, if I had to guess. Because uh, no one listens to this other than you guys. I hope not. I'm saying a lot of weird shit on here. I hope this isn't being broadcast widely. Could be. It's public. That's fucked up. Anyway, 
Ladies, if you're a man's playing a video game and he's having fun with his friends playing the video game, maybe you should encourage that. Maybe you should allow that. Maybe you should kind of get into it because it's important to him and he really, you know, enjoys it. So don't make it a thing that he has to feel guilty about doing, you know? Get a hobby. Take up knitting or sewing or whatever the fuck else girls do. I don't know what you do. Pick up Call of Duty. Fuck it. Pawn noobs with us. That'd be cool. I'd be cool with that. If you were good. If you if you were trash, you can't play with us, okay? Just the facts. But yeah, that's just PSA from me to you. From Kamish to the gals. Let your dudes play Call of Duty. We're having fun. You let your man play video games, he's going to be so focused when he's not. Because he's going to have blown off all that steam. It's going to be so worth it. I mean, great. Speaking of, I don't know why this came into my head. But while I was saying that, something popped into my head. I don't know about you guys. But when I'm in my home and I walk past a window now, I'm kind of like looking out there being like, any fucking people out there trying to gun me down? I'm like kind of crouching as I'm going past the window. Like I'm going to get fucking sniped through the fucking glass. Don't want that. All right, we got one final sounder. Dave taking us out. Dave taking us out strong. Let's go to my boy, Davi Bay. Dr. Motherfucking Sanjay Goop. Dr. Sanjay Goop. Thank you, Dave. Like, that's the shit we need from you, my friend. Especially in these tough times in quarantine. If you haven't been singing Sanjay Gupta in your fucking head since Dave started this shit, then, you know, you're not a human being. That's shit I walk around my house singing. Even Jen's probably singing it at this point. So, thank you all for checking in. Um, Again, we're going to be here until this shit's over, so... I'm doing it. I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it right. I'm just getting drunk in my basement on Saturdays. That's all this podcast really is, is me getting drunk and rambling. And then we play Call of Duty later. Listen to it later. Maybe. Nah, probably not. Anyway, that's all I got for now. Tune in next week. We'll do the same fucking thing. Talking ish with your commission. See you next time.
Respect is not giving its earned, god dog it. You just got uh, cucked. Still listening, motherfucker? Because Mike said it. I thought I had to do it. So I'm here after the credits talking about shit that I really feel. And to Mike's point, this is where you get the gold, baby. I really wanted to talk this week about this fucking upcoming election. Because, you know, I'm not going to, I don't give a fuck either way. I don't like any of the candidates. It's no surprise. Donald Trump's a fuckhead. Come on. If you fucking tell me you like Donald Trump, you are just you just don't like lefties. That's what it's about. You don't like lefties. None of us really like lefties. None of us really like the super righties either. You know, we, we're so, I'm like a straight shooter right up the goddamn middle. Trump only cares about himself and his image, and that's that. It's fine, you know. I see the guy for who he is. At least he's up front about that. This Joe Biden shit, though, it's not any better. That's a fucking 80-year-old man. That guy can't be president. He can't even remember where he ate for breakfast. That guy doesn't even know where the fuck he is when he's talking. So we got a guy who's, you know, 80, year old, 80, 80 years old grabbing chicks by the pussy. And then you got Joe Biden, who's apparently doing the same fucking thing. You know, Joe Biden, I, I don't know if he raped this woman or not. It's not me. It's not my thing to figure out. I think we should hear her out. I think we should see what this woman's got to say. Because where there's smoke, there's fire, for the most part. But regardless if that shit's true, that dude's a creep. Like, he's super creepy. Like, he's touchy-feely. And now he's super old. He's just a puppet for the left. That's what he is. Come on. Let's call the spade a spade. So we got literally the South Park situation. It's a fucking turd sandwich and a shit taco or whatever the fuck the two characters were. But two shitty candidates once again. It's Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump all over again. I mean, what's Joe Biden, an upgrade? Because he didn't fucking kill people in Benghazi, he's an upgrade? Give me a fucking break. They're both terrible. Why can we not have fucking... There's so many people in this country. So many fucking people. There can't be two people that are better than that. This is why we gotta get rid of the two-party system, man. Everything has become so tribalized. It's like, 
this tribalism bullshit. Even the facts these days are getting distorted into uh, my side versus yours. It's like COVID-19 is dangerous. Well, that's left propaganda. That's bullshit. And then, you know, the right's over there saying shit like, oh, this shit started in a lab in China. And the left's like, that's preposterous. But it actually looks like it could be fucking true. Like, come on. It's not all, not every topic, not every fact that comes out there. It should be such a polarizing issue that it's like you got to pick sides. Like, why can't we have just like, you know, what you are as a human being, which is you float all kinds of directions just based on your emotions. That's that's who we are. We're all emotional beings. We we don't think with any kind of like uh, logic on this shit. Politics is purely emotional. So it's just tribalism at its finest right now. And it's not going to get any better. That's why we got to get rid of two parties. It's fucking stupid. It's a fucking stupid way to run a country. There I said it. So fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck everyone we got to vote for. Talking to you with your commission. We'll see you next week.